the Ear Glue Media Network. The problem with reviewing a silent movie is there is no dialogue to use for the cold open. Such is the case for this week's episode, but this is a film that had to be reviewed. Widely regarded as one of the best in the genre, and certainly the first full-length sci-fi feature film, this film has a storied past that is maybe more intriguing than the plot itself. Fritz Lang almost bankrupted the studio that fronted the 5 million Reichsmarks it cost to produce this movie, and at the time the critics panned it for a simplistic story and communist overtones. But this film was passed around internationally like a bootleg tape from the 80s, cut and re-edited to fit what the distributors thought the local audience would tolerate. The original 153-minute movie was cut to just a 90-minute flick in America and elsewhere. Crucial scenes and intertitles were cut, making the flow in the story of the film seem confused and choppy. It's only in recent years that a full reconstruction of the film has been possible thanks to the preservation efforts from museums and film societies all over the Western world and even of all places, Argentina. What has been restored shows a much more coherent story of the struggles between the worker class and the elites, the haves and the have-nots. It's a timeless story, and our protagonist worked to become the heart that bridges the head and the hand. James might say, like H.G. Wells long before him, that it's a terrible movie with little redeeming value. I expect Rob to shoehorn in some time travel someplace and mention that the robot had boobs, but this film's influences can still be seen today. The look of the mad scientist's lab originated from this film, Robots masquerading as people, great and towering cities of the future, and even the prosthetic hand of Rotwald has been mimicked by doctors of strange love and Jedi alike. This movie's DNA is all over modern sci-fi, and today we take a towel and try to mop it up into a coherent review as we look at Fritz Long's 1927 sci-fi classic, Metropolis. And welcome to Smoking and Drinking in Space. This is a sci-fi podcast from a couple guys who think they know sci-fi. This week, we're discussing the movie that takes the title for the first feature-length sci-fi movie ever. It's 1927's Metropolis. With me this week is James and Rob. Say hi, James and Rob. Hi, James and Rob. Yeah, Rob, fuck you. This is all your fault. What? <laughs> you picked this stupid movie. God. Look, look, if if Jason would have just put in the shit that we found out at the end, this is all Jason's fault because he can't count to fucking 42. I wouldn't have done it either. That's a lot of post-editing work. I wouldn't have done it. I would have said, fuck it, you two idiots are watching this stupid movie. And that's I exactly what he did. And this is your it fault. Is. Okay, so this is your fault. Yeah. I'm sorry. Hey, well, look at it this way. At least we don't have to ever do it again. That's, oh, okay. no, no. There's a, there's a another version that we can watch that's even longer than Fuck the one you, that we Jason. watched. No, we're done. All right, and that was our show. Um, Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next drinking, week. <laughs> smoking and drinking in space will never be on again. <laughs> okay. So um, this week, what do you guys have for news? Wonder Woman poster's out. It's golden, Gal- shiny. It's very Gal-Gadot's hot. Very eighties. She, mm. She's a very handsome woman. She is, but you can't see her because of all of the 
squiggly, I saw multicolored. Her. Oh my god, that thing burned my her. retinas whenever I first saw it. I think it was giving some people like epileptic seizures. I, I just dropped my pants and went to it. Oh god! Wow! All right, that's the show. We'll yes, see you all never again. Well, Why are you always had, saying things that are inappropriate, Rob? Yeah, we Dude, had one before we recorded. Left. You were saying some really inappropriate stuff. Yeah, but that was before the recording. In the before time, before oh. we hit record. Oh, okay. Now I get it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, for fuck's sake! What else you got, James? There is nothing else. There is only Gal Gadot in like a onesie swimsuit golden thing. Her roller uh, roller derby outfit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's a roller derby I'd watch. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I would. I would watch that. Yes. What do you got, Rob? Um, well, you know, let's do some time traveling. No, fuck, no! Yes, yes, we're going to travel back to, um, <laughs> like, uh, what, uh, earlier in the month when uh Can we Avengers travel back Indy? two weeks ago when we, when we decided, when you said 42 and you can say 43 instead? Yes, yes, please, let's do that. No, anyway, so Avengers Endgame. Um a uh, fan posted an, a, uh, a theory that Deadpool was already introduced into the MCU. What? And we didn't know it. Yes. His, uh, he just went by something else, and that's called Noob Master 69. Oh, that's, for That's right. Sake. Deadpool <laughs> was trolling. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I like the it's Loki better than I like it's Deadpool theory. Well, yeah. You know, we got to get Deadpool. Loki makes more but, sense. Yeah. Well, yes, but, uh, you know. Somebody had a good thing. That no. that was just my that was my that was my shitty uh, news story. But I got some others. Um, wait, 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 are wait. Better? Are you saying you have other news stories other than shitty news stories? Yes, I do. When did this start or, happening? Or or I might have other <laughs> shitty news stories. When did you become a Come, podcaster, Rob? <laughs> uh, last week. Um, okay. So, Batman's a vampire. And glitters in this the is sun. This is a shitty story. Stop yes. giving me shitty stories, Rob. Batman's a it's vampire that enough, glitters in the sun. I had to watch freaking Metropolis this week. Okay? And now you're just reminding me how shitty Hollywood is. And now we have a freaking glittery vampire Batman. So Batman's going to be in Twilight? No, no. Twilight's moving to Batman. Yeah, the they, guy from Twilight is playing Batman. Oh, yeah, Robert Pattinson that's right, is the new that's Batman. Right, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, Jason, Rob, I am I am proud of you for knowing your Twilight reference. I don't know how you knew your Twilight reference. Well, I got an idea. I have a wife, and oh, she likes sure. the Twilight and she, series. And she laughed oh. at you when you watched it. <laughs> no. Yeah, that honey, why about are you right. watching that shit? Because like, there's sparkly, but there's sparkly. He's dreamy. He's dreamy. Yeah. <laughs> I got your dreamy hanging. I don't. I don't. You know what? Are we done with the news? Jason, no, what no, I for news. Oh, no, I got. I got one more good one. I got. Is it just there as was shitty a, as the first two. No, no, no. This one's actually. This one's actually legitimate. So, uh, a new trailer for Ad Astra. Uh, yeah, dropped, that looks really good. Dropped. Uh, it stars Brad Pitt um, and apparently Tommy Lee Jones, but we don't actually see him much in the trailer. Um, That's because he plays Brad Pitt's dad, who disappears. Yeah. So yeah, so so what I'm getting, what I'm thinking is um, uh, 
this is a continuation of Space Cowboys. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember Brad Pitt being in Space Cowboys. <laughs> well, it's because he was the he was too young at that point in time. Um, you know. Uh, no. Anyway, so uh, Tommy Lee Jones is lost out in space somewhere, apparently, um, and Brad Pitt is his son, and he is doing a mission to go find him. Because yeah, but he's only going to world. find him because he's got some kind of of. The, the world like, saving wait, wait, wait. something. No, around. it's like some kind of material that can destroy the solar system. But wait, if yeah. this is just a continuation of Space Cowboys, wasn't Tommy Lee Jones just shot to the moon? I mean, they already know where he's at. They just go to the moon and pick him up. Well, he's not lost. He's just This stranded. isn't a continuation of Space Cowboys. Why are it's, you listening to what Rob tells you I this is? I don't know. I don't know. It's not a continuation. It is, is not a, a continuation, but that's what I thought when I saw Space and then I saw Tommy Lee Jones. I'm like, oh, Space Cowboys 2. Why and, would you think that? Nobody thought that except you. Why? But because my mind goes to weird and strange places. <sighs> Jason, what do you have for news this week? So for news this week, I actually have something that's kind of cool, um, although it's something that I'll probably never, ever get to do. NASA is opening up the International Space Station for private occupancy. So they're going to turn the International Space Station into kind of a space hotel. hotel. Airbnb and what, in the most and, literal of senses. Right. Yeah. No, well, space b and Actually, it'd be an airless b and b Airless b and b That's better. Yeah. That's better, yeah. $35,000 a day. No, $35,000 a night. Yeah, oh, so I'm if sorry. you just a night, go up there and come right back Christ down, days. it's free. You know what? There's no night and day up there. If no, there's several there nights and, and days up there because it goes oh, really how fast. Do you, how are you doing? How, right. So why, is Dude, it, is that it, is going to get expensive fast. Oh, yeah. How do, how do they like, figure that out? Is it $35,000? <laughs> is it Earth night and day or is it International Space Station night and day? Hmm. That's how NASA is going to make their money. That's how they get you. Yeah. yeah. The nickel and diamond the fine, up there. Because you can, they don't, print, you can go up there for about 30 days, up to 30 days each. You get all so, the towels you want. Right. Turn down service. Probably a even a robe. chocolate floating around on your pillow. Robe, a robe and slippers. You take home. That's right. It'll have Trump, like from the Trump Tower on it. Oh, God. Uh, uh, maybe you get a Space Force uh, fucking outfit that you get to come home in. Like I, I, I went to, you know, I joined Space Force and all I got was this fucking T-shirt. That's that's what you get. Uh, but they nickel and dime you uh, because, you know, you, you th- they say 30 days and, and uh, yeah, that turns into a lot real quick. Yeah, a little over a uh, little over a million dollars if you stay the full 30 days. Which may or may not be just like six days up there. Not only that, but you got to find your own ride. NASA won't take <laughs> you up there. Yeah. <laughs> just the Russians. It's all right because Trump's in with the Russians. That's what everyone's told me. So Putin is going to, he's your valet. Right, right. Yeah. So uh, you got to find either a, a space Uber or uh, some. <laughs> yes. Some. On a horse, on a space horse, <laughs> taking yes. you up to the, to the International Space Station. It's fucking glorious. Follow me. <laughs> Did you really just say a fucking horse? Yes, a space horse, damn a it. A fucking space horse, yes. That's, that's what Putin is known for, riding shirtless on fucking horses out in the middle of the frozen tundra of of Russia. Oh, Spice <sighs> is going to be the sponsor. <laughs> what, would the, what would the Russian version of an Old Spice commercial look like? Older Spice? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, oh, like potato. No, no, you it's know just that, old. 
<laughs> we have no spice. In Soviet Russia, old spice is you. I don't remember how those jokes went. Fucking Yakov Smirnov. For those of you who not are not familiar with the Soviet Russia jokes. God, is he still around? I don't know. Did he was he really from Russia? I don't think he was, was he? I mean, his name was Yakov Smirnov. I thought he was like from Yugoslavia or something. Are you sure? That's close enough. What about uh, Perfect Strangers? Was that guy really from Russia? No, no. That guy, no. Man, I just went full fucking 80s on you guys. You did, it hurt. Yakov Smirnov. No, he is. Oh, in Soviet Russia. Oh, he's Shrimp from Ukraine. Rides you. He's from Odessa, Ukraine. Man, Odessa, Ukraine. God, there is nothing in the. Is he still in the U.S.? I know. Is he still alive? Uh, yeah. I don't see a date of death. Yeah, he's sixty-eight years old. Sixty-eight years young, sir. Okay. Uh, Is he is he still around? Like, is he still touring? Is he in the U.S.? Oh, I would. I would doubt that. Was he one of the one of the Russian bots on Twitter that caused (laughs) Trump to win the election? I've heard that I'm, too. I'm sure. I need to stop watching CNN. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you're getting that from CNN. Yeah, I don't watch CNN. Ah, <laughs> uh, in Soviet Russia, CNN watches you. <laughs> Jesus, I don't. I'm just. You know what? Any more news? No, I've got no more news. Okay, good. Whew. Thanks, sweet Jesus. I was, I was trying to get you off of that Russian thing. You were yeah. you were going down yeah. a weird rabbit hole. You guys ready for Russia, the pod Russian crawl? Russian thing gets off you. <laughs> some some pod crawl? Yeah, let's do some pod crawl. Okay. Sure. What the fuck? <laughs> this is like classical music. This is bullshit. <laughs> it was a silent movie. It's a silent movie. What the fuck do you want, Rob? You're stepping all over. Shut up. You're stepping all over the pod crawl. (laughs) It's hard for people to read when you're stepping on it. Yeah. Was that it? Yeah, that's it. That was a pod crawl. It's a fucking silent movie, Rob. Figure it out. Fuck. I'm so confused. Just know that I was holding up cue cards that fucking were telling you everything you needed yeah. to know about this movie. Oh, and you ruined it for the audience because you kept sticking your fucking head up in front of everything. Well, let's let's run it again. Uh, one more time. I don't think I got the gist of that movie. All right. One more time. One more time, please. We can call it, I don't know, say a pod crawl. The pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl, excellent, insert it deep, pod crawl. Kind of like a space suppository full of information. In a land where the clocks don't go to 11, much less 12, and the guys wear more makeup than the ladies, the workers march to the elevators that take them to the depths of the city. High above, in the Club of the Suns, the prelims for the 1928 Olympic Games are being held. (laughs) Meanwhile, Alfred takes a survey of gauzily clad women on who will be entertaining the man-child Freda for the day. Since someone spoke his name, Freda appears and starts to play a confusing game of tag, chase and red rover all at once in an attempt to get the attention of a flapper in a tricorned hat. He, however, loses all interest when he sees Maria, who is giving a tour of the area to the Munchkinland residents. 
Intrigued, Freda follows Maria down under to the bowels of the city where he sees men at work. Overworked and underhydrated, one of the workers passes out. Upset by either the toil of the workers or Blatto from the fumes of the machine, Freda trips balls and sees the dark god Elmo eating workers who march into his mouth. Freda races to his father, Fredersen, the city administrator, to seek help for the overworked masses. He doesn't manage to convince his father to make changes, but he does manage to get his father's assistant fired and expose the workers' secret we hate the boss club. Freda heads back down and swaps places with a guy named 11811 who can't make up his mind on what time it is. Number Guy heads back up to the city in Freda's clothes and credit card to live it up. After the shift, Freda follows everyone to the We Hate the Boss Club meeting where Maria constantly grabs her boob and gives everyone a religious history lesson and Freda develops a god complex. Meanwhile, Fredersen visits his old friend and romance rival Rotgut. Fredersen shows Rotgut the map and Rotgut shows Fredersen his new real doll. Rotgut leads Fredersen through the catacombs to the place on the map and they catch the last of the worker meeting. After the meeting, Rotgut chases Maria around and herds her to his creepy silence of the Lamb's Dungeon where he holds her captive. Freda heads up to take in some museum time and hears the screams of Maria coming from the only cottage in the city. Fumbling his way inside, he gets trapped in a round room full of doors because he's the only doorknob in the room. Rotgut <laughs> takes Maria to his mad scientist laboratory, the first of its kind, and hooks her up to his fembot for a little light mind melding. With the transference complete, Fredersen gives Robo Maria her instructions and she takes off to cause unrest with the workforce. But Freda spied his dad with his crush and has another LSD trip where he passes out. While Freda sleeps it off, Robo Maria makes her pole dancing debut at the finest gentleman's club in Metropolis where, despite this being a silent film, you can still hear all the male patrons saying humana humana humana. Having incited a riot of drool above ground, Maria heads below to rile up the workers. Freda spots her on the soapbox and calls her out as being fake because she isn't constantly grabbing her boob. But the workers have fallen under her spell and attack Freda, who fights them off literally single-handedly. After Number Guy takes a shiv for Freda, random worker calls for everyone to get their wives and sons, but not the daughters, out of the city. The workers and their wives, all parents of the year, flee and leave the children below as they head up and blow up the machine that powers the city. This causes the basement to flood, the same place all the children are. Freda and the real Maria, who has escaped from Rockgut's lair, gather up the children and take them out of the basement via an air shaft to safety. Realizing they killed their kids, the workers take to the streets where they find the elites still fighting and a huge brawl ensues. Rotgut, mistaking Maria for Robo Maria, gets a little handsy and chases Maria up to the bell tower. Freda chases after to rescue Maria and shoves him off the roof. The riot abates, Freda and Maria embrace, and Roll Freda fulfills his destiny as the meat in the man sandwich between the worker and the elite's credits. Hey. <laughs> I know that quote. Yeah, you do. Yes, I do. I'll be the meat in a man sandwich. <laughs> That's something I said way back Long, when, long time ago. Long, long time ago. I'm not sure what's worse, that quote or this movie. Hey, hey. I, I I do have something positive to say. Well, before you get to something positive to say, uh, yes. we're going to take a brief pause to introduce a new sponsor. A new sponsor? A new sponsor, so shut We've up. You've gotten picked up. Yes. Do you long for a less stressful life? A place where you can relax and let all your cares melt away. Come to Miranda the most peaceful place in the verse. With our patented technology, 
Our relaxation experts will make sure you don't have a care in the world. Once you're here, you'll never want to leave. For more information, go to your local Alliance Relocation Center. Miranda, forget yourself. You're listening to an Ear Glue Media podcast. For more thought-provoking content, we invite you to visit eargluemedia.com. And that was our sponsor. So, Metropolis. I'm uh, pretty sure that you guys have already expressed how much you hate this movie. So, No, no, no. Hold on, hold on. Okay. This was the best silent film I have ever seen. This is probably the the only silent film you've ever seen. It's the only one I've ever seen, so the bar's really low, and I just wanted to double-check, so I watched a snail race and paint dry, and they were more entertaining. (laughs) But now you know that. And I have all kinds of quabbles with this movie. Well, let's start with your quabbles. What quabbles do you have with Metropolis? We don't have enough time. This is only a one-hour show, and we've already used 20 minutes. Is that just your way of copping out? To, I, I no, no, I really I I have, like this movie. I, I have, uh, um, yeah, it was just kind of eh. So this uh, movie, for me, is it, too it, on the nose it, about yeah. a whole lot of things. Yeah, I was going to say I didn't want to go to church while I yeah, watched that, the movie. Number one, yeah. So it's very, it alludes to biblical things, like a lot. It's and there's a lot some, of, yes. a lot of references, again, not very subtly done. This is very heavy handed. Uh, there's a lot of um, class warfare, uh, very heavy handed. Like it always amazes me that people, it doesn't matter what time they live in. There's always, there's always been this struggle between the haves and the have nots. Mm-hmm. And everybody always thinks it's new. It's not new. It was done in a fucking silent movie in 1927 and not very well. Yeah. So, I mean, what you did you are- think of the movie first, Jason? Because <laughs> you know how James and I feel. Yes. Let's hear you. I like the movie from certain perspectives, but I do agree that, yes, your opinion is completely wrong. I'm sorry. Look, Obi-Wan, I'm not really sure from what perspective you yeah. think this movie is good, but I'd really like to know. From he thought what it was good whenever he closed at. his eyes. <laughs> you thought this was good. Yeah. From a story standpoint, I agree with you. It was heavy handed. The story isn't that great. Um, it's very simplistic. H.G. Wells didn't even like the story. Um, he agreed it was it was very simplistic. Now, the story is better than probably what he saw because they did splice and dice this movie uh, for an international audience. The, the movie that most international audiences saw was only 90 minutes long. This was a two and a half hour movie whenever it was released. And... We watched a one-hour kind of reconstruction of the movie. No, we watched a one-hour and 58 or a, I'm sorry, two-hour reconstruction of the movie uh, with some missing scenes. Now, from the time that they released the movie that we saw, 
uh, up until modern day. I think uh, I think it was like 2008 that they discovered another copy of the film in Argentina that was the complete film, the the full two and a half hour film, and they reconstructed the rest of the film based off of that archival footage. So the full film is out there. We saw the uh, oh, what is that? Abridged version? No, it's not the abridged version. Um, what was the version? There's there's several different versions. So there was the the East German version that came out in 1972. There was the uh, 1984 version. We watched the restored authorized edition, which came out in 2001, and then the complete Metropolis came out in 2010. But I, I do agree. From a story standpoint, there wasn't a whole lot there. Um it had a few religious allusions to it. Um, a few. Well, and so, and there was a reason for that. Uh, originally, whenever um, Long and his wife were writing this movie and producing it, uh, Rotwald was going to be, uh, he wasn't going to be a mad scientist. He was going to be an occultist. So this was going to be more of a, a magical movie, which which falls in line with a lot of German German mythology, uh, instead of of a science fiction movie. So there was there was a good chance back whenever they were first producing it that we wouldn't have even reviewed this because it wouldn't be science fiction. Um, as they refined the plot and the story, they moved him more towards uh, a mad scientist uh, with the. Uh, automaton being a robot and some of the occult kind of imagery was was left on the sets so they didn't clean all that up now the the main protagonist uh, the main male protagonist does have you know a very uh, very tight correlation to kind of a, a messiah complex he he's he's definitely this this messiah figure he uh, is where, the son of the father who becomes the mediator between the father and the workers. Right. Like that is that that Christ is the mediator between God and man. Sure. There that that is that is on the nose. That is heavy-handed on the nose. The eternal gardens, garden of Eden. I mean, it I, I it's just insane. Uh Maria surrounded by children with with halo of light over her, around her head. I really I think that She's Halo of Light the was, was the film. I think that was, <laughs> I, I'm just, I don't know I, if that was intentional. Yeah, but did you see how she was sta- She was standing with her arms out to her side, kind of outstretched, like you see a lot of biblical paintings of Jesus, yep. or actually uh, of Virgin Mary, too. Yep, of Virgin Mary. Uh, yeah. the, the new Tower of Babel? I mean, come on. Seriously, that, that's, again, right on the nose. Uh, so there's just there's there's just so many like it, it, and Long like, was a a devout Roman Catholic so yeah there's going to be a lot of religious imagery in this I'm sure no I, it, there was a lot of religious imagery in it and I don't mind look you're talking to a guy who who is literally literally two classes uh, from from finishing all of his you know theological classes and, and a theological degree so. Like none of this was lost on me. It was just so heavy-handed. It's not really what I was. I've seen this movie before. I was probably stoned out of my mind when I saw it. I didn't care for it when I was stoned. 
I was sober this time. I didn't care for it when I was sober either. Yeah, like, this just, would be it's, a it's, weird, weird movie to to watch while you were stoned. Yeah, it's not a. It's just it's not good. I'm trying. I, I really want to know where the good is. Like there were things in the movie that I saw that you still see today. Some of the the camera work and, and, and that some of the things that the actors is did. Where I'm going with why this movie is is as good as it is, is because this was a pioneering movie for the sci-fi genre. There are so many things that you still see in modern day movies that were started with this movie. The entire mad scientist trope and all of the imagery that you see in his laboratory, that started with this movie. All of those beakers and carboys and the Tesla coils, that started with this movie. And that carried on for decades up until the modern day i mean that that is the that, that is the mad scientist lab uh blueprint for even movies that you see today okay i just don't know i don't that's not enough that's not enough for me to go man this movie like sure it had an impact i can't figure out for the life of me why I really can't. I don't know why filmmakers looked at this and went, wow. And, and maybe that's just a product of what we've grown up on and what we've seen. But I expect more from a, from a, a story standpoint. If so, you're going to make religious illusions, if you're going to make those, those kinds of, of analogies and metaphors, like you got to be a little bit better at it than this. This was, this was written by a seventh grader. I've, I've read things written by seventh graders that were better than this. And I will give you that. The, the story wasn't great. It was very simplistic. It wasn't, it wasn't you know, what we see today in, in terms of a, of a complex narrative. But this was also a silent film. So you have to depict everything in that story through action on the screen and through a few title cards that, that shape uh, or that pop up through the movie. So you can't go with a, a complex plot like that in a silent film of this era. It just doesn't work. Yeah. And maybe, and maybe a lot of the silent films that I've seen that I like are slapstick comedy. Right. And those work great because it's right. all I, visual. I don't think this works. This does not work. Not in the slightest. I, I understand what you're saying, that some of the things that we see, some of the tropes, some of the camera work, some of the, like, that kind of stuff. Well, and, and yeah, yeah, carries on. But, man, like, how do you sit through this? I, I can't imagine sitting through this for two and a half hours. It was a struggle to sit to it, through it for two hours. Dude, I paused it, like, three or four times and walked away. But, but I just didn't care. But look <laughs> at all of the... Look at all the influence, or all the movies that have been influenced by this. I mean, Dark City... Dark City is a direct influence from this and other long works because he is basically the father of the film noir um, genre as well. Uh, Blade Runner took heavily heavy influences from this. The the robots as you know that look like and act like humans that you can really not tell apart from a from a human. That started uh, here. All you got to do is See, look for the one with the mascara around her eyes. Right. The, the <laughs> smoky eye. Yeah, giveaway. she was doing smoky eye, you know, a hundred yeah. years before you, it was popular. Yeah, that's well, how you know when they're evil is uh, evil ones always have the, the 
raccoon. Like, yeah, evil Kirk. Yeah, like, yeah, evil Spock. They had the beard. But Blade but, Runner also took place in a in a huge city, a a, a, a metropolis, metropolis that yeah, I knew you were going to say that. That was you know built vertically. It, it was as deep as it was wide. The Fifth Element. So I, another I, I movie. Give, I will give. I will give this movie this. The the one aspect of the story that I went, huh. He may have been onto something and he may not have even known he was onto it. Is that technology, for all intents and purposes, technology is what it was killing religion. Right? So you had you had this 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 robot, this machine man is what they called it, who was technically a woman. Man. Well, Feminist so that was a, it was time. a stupid direct <laughs> translation from the German. So robot in German is Maschinenmann. Um so yeah, Machine Man is their direct English translation. It should have been Robot. Robot was already yeah, a, a look, term I, that was coined yeah, back local, then. So. Yeah, the local team screwed that up, just like every other anime on the planet. Um, so, uh, which is why I prefer to watch the 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 dubbed ver- or the subbed version, not the dubbed version. That when I watch anime. <laughs> anyway, regardless, back on track. <laughs> the, uh, he 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 may have been onto uh, technology killing religion. Like science creates a machine man, right? The uh, uh, this robot that that goes in and is directed to completely uh, mislead the people. So I, I felt like that was done very subtly, but I don't think that that's what he meant. I thought that he was just using that as a, a plot device. Yeah, so I don't think this was a religious movie for him. I think he used some religion, religious iconography because that was a very powerful image even back then. And, you know, he had the constraints of, I don't have any dialogue Dude. that I can work with this. So he the was. The son he, of the father disguises himself as a worker. Jesus comes down as a man. Yeah, I understand. Like that, like it's, it, it's so on the nose. How is it not? I don't know how you can look at this and go, nah, he wasn't thinking about religion when that's everywhere in this film, everywhere well, from the beginning to the end. Because he was an atheist. That's even weirder to me. So why I, even, why put all this iconography in it if you don't believe any of it? But you can also look at this as, you know, him endorsing fascism or, uh, uh, oh, what was the term? Well, basically German populism at the time. Oh, well, yeah, sure. The workers rise up. Yeah, no, I, yeah. Like and he was basically the the predestined ruler or the, the, the predestined voice of the people that worked in between the aristocracy and the workers or the state or the capital and the workers, the capital and the labor. That's a direct allusion to fascism. Yeah, so... Um, like I, I'm sure you'll put this in the show notes. I'll send you, um, I'll, I'll send you where I, I, I'm getting some of this stuff. But I'm going to read this. This is this is an article uh, written by if I can find the author's name on this, and I don't see it anywhere. I, I don't know why the author didn't want to put his name on this. Uh, in addition to many other religious symbols in the film, these allusions played a large role in the story at the time. Though Christianity was not the dominant religion of the film's country, Germany. Around the time Metropolis was released, various Nazi religions were established and Christianity was often rejected. According to anthropology professor Carla uh, Poe, 
Uh, the rejection of Christianity, Christianity was due to the fact that it is universal and they wanted something local. They wanted something with a historical, genetic, racial link to them. The fact that the movie was still able to thrive outside of Germany speaks highly of its artistic quality and the impact it still has on films in the years since. So she agrees with you at least on that point. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I don't think this was a religious movie. I think he used religion, religious iconography because people would recognize that. So he used the he used the head of Malik to uh, show the workers being devoured by the machine. Uh, he used the story of the Tower of Babel to show uh, the hubris of the um, of the capitalist or the the um, the, the aristocracy. Um, and I think, uh, I think some of the other iconography that, that he used was, you know, left over from when they, they changed or, or pivoted directions on what they were doing, uh, in terms of the production of the movie. So, like I said, it was originally going to be more of a, of a magical kind of, of movie instead of scientific. It still sucked. <laughs> so, yeah, it, I, I will give you that. It wasn't a great story. But other aspects of it uh, in terms of, you know, some of the film effects. So all of the special effects that they did were practical special effects. Um, even the mad scientist when he was transferring Maria's uh, likeness over to uh, the robot that was all done in camera. All of that, uh, all of that lightning, all of those halos that they did, that wasn't done in a in a photo lab after the, after the the shooting. That was all done with basically reshooting on the same film in the same camera, different effects. Yay! <laughs> I mean, that's... like whoopee! I don't. It's just it. Great, I. Fantastic. Your effects are good for the time. Like for the time, they're good even for now. I've seen films today that don't look as good as this. Well, stop watching terrible films. Like, and then you won't get like you'll see better special effects, better stories. Like, I feel this was like 1927. Just, yeah, but I feel like this is just an excuse to watch bad films. This is a bad film. This is terrible. It's not a bad film. It is not it, terrible. It, this is a foundational okay. film. Without this film, oh we would God, have... Oh, my God, a foundational film. Foundational to being terrible. How so? It's, I mean, it's not good. The story sucks. The plot sucks. The actors are... I mean, they're supposed to overact, but they're overacting. It's just not good all the way around. The music is passable, but then it has to be, right? Because there's, it's not the a The score talkie. was good. I enjoyed the yeah, score. Yeah, I guess it was good, but it was... Man... Look, if you're going to just start pointing things out in this movie that we're okay, that's it's not a foundational movie. It I don't is care. a foundational just, movie because without this movie, we wouldn't have gotten a lot of the things that we enjoy in sci-fi today. Can you give, give me the last good movie that had the mad scientist trope? Yeah, you'd have to put me on the spot with that. <laughs> I thought maybe I thought maybe my Discord crapped out. I was like, uh, I, 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 for a minute, nope, I was like, wait nope. a minute, did I? Did I lose him? Did he just hang up on me and be like, fuck you, you're out? Like, the last one would be what? Back to the Future? Well, so I, I don't how, think how that's the last one. That? That's the last one that comes to mind. 
Okay. What other trope in this movie has made it to 2019? Well, um, the robots that look like humans, AI. Oh, for fuck's sake. That is not a trope that, that because of this movie. That's a trope because fucking AI is everywhere. Skynet's alive. Like, that's not a thing, man. That's just technology. What are you talking about? Point that, that Blade Runner did sense. that before AI was. It's not science fiction was... anymore. It's not science fiction anymore. It's science going to be. AI exists. No, no, no. I'm talking the movie AI. And I'm talking AI as a whole is not a trope anymore. Like, you can say that it was a trope back in, in 1927. You can say that this was science fiction and thinking outside of the box. Well, now science fiction has become science reality. So I, it's not a trope anymore. And it, technology didn't advance because of this movie, which means that we would still today be getting movies with AI in it. Are you sure? Yes. 100%. Because we have AI. So it only makes sense. Maybe Terminator wouldn't have been uh, done in, in the 80s and 90s. Maybe we'd get a new Terminator now. And we wouldn't get the Governor, which honestly, you know, I'm kind of 50-50 on. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, I totally disagree. I think a lot of science fiction has shaped the imagination of people that have created the technologies that we enjoy today. And I think without this movie, some of that yes, science I, fiction I wouldn't have been created. And therefore, we would be in a totally different wait, 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 situation. Wait, wait. I don't, I don't see this. I don't see the other than the robot. I don't see a whole hell of a lot of science fiction. What we would yeah. consider sci-fi. I mean, you I got agree. mad scientists, yes, but you know, any any chemist in a lab looks like a freaking mad scientist. You know, beakers and things like that. Anybody playing with a Tesla coil looks like a mad scientist. But but when it comes to actual sci-fi, you have a robot. That's it. Yeah. I mean that 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 was the extent of the sci-fi in this movie was was the robot or or the robot looking like a human. Well, that that's just because you, you know you know you can't act in a robot suit. What was the name? Of, what was the name of the the mad scientist in this movie? Rottenberg, Rotter, Rotwald, Rottenberg, Rotwang. Yeah, Rotwang. Yeah, he was the original Scotty. Just give me twenty four hours, Captain. I'll make her look like like a real girl. Uh, yeah. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, so I, I mean, there's no science fiction in this movie other than the robot, and, and that and, he was able to make it real in 24 hours. Well, I thought we knew science fiction, but I guess I'm going to have to change oh. our tagline. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's a couple of guys who think they know sci-fi. Yeah. How is? Can you explain to me how this is sci-fi? This is basically this is a this is a. Uh, a, a tale of woe of the working class and how the working class should rise up and 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 they should help you know ha have a, a say in what's done. Yeah, that's and how that's things work. Classic sci-fi. So sci-fi isn't all about just technology and and new science, but it's how a story is told in the in the shadow of that technology and new science. So this is a this is a huge city that was built up around these these huge machines that basically feed the city. The machine is the literal heart of the city. Yeah, but did it really did it really build up around this machine that wouldn't work without the machine when you have to have humans that move the machine? 
Yeah, it wasn't like the machine did all the work. It was the humans no. inside the machine doing the work. So it wasn't really yeah. machine. It's it, it's it's a dude playing with a fucking clock. Oh, with a <laughs> shitty clock that couldn't keep yeah, time. Yeah, I'll give no. you that. I'll give you that. The 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 immense amount we- of manpower it took to run the machine wasn't wasn't a great wasn't great. This was a commentary on the industrial age. Well, this was a this and, was and, and, and social commentary on on nineteen twenty seven Germany. I, in a way, this was a this was a commentary on on the industrial age, but it was more of a, a commentary on on Western civilization as a whole and the decadence of the twenties. Oh, oh yeah, but only because Germany got shit on. That's the only like that's the reason Germany like we so we talked about beforehand. What was going on in 1927 Germany? Huge depression, right? Yeah. Brought on by World War One and the sanctions that the world put on Germany because of everything that they they pulled during World the War Versailles One. Versailles Act and, and reparations, yes. Okay, so Germany was was or the Treaty in a of Versailles, shithole. not the Versailles Act. Sorry. Right. So they were they were they they were in a, 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 a they were the the meat in a shit sandwich of their own like they created the shit sandwich. And so they wanted a way out of the shit sandwich. And we got we got Hitler. I, and this was done during what Hitler called the happy years, right? Where he wasn't even in Germany because they were like, yeah, you can't, you, you can't be here. Dude. No, he was in Germany at this point. No, I don't think he was. 1927? Yeah, uh, he was. He had just started his political career at this point. Uh <laughs> Hitler described the quiet years between 1926 and 1929 as one of the happiest times of his life in the scenic mountains above the village of Berchtesgaden in the German state of Bavaria. He found an ideal home. Hitler had been forbidden to speak in public until 27. By the so Bavarian he was in government. Germany, but, but he couldn't speak. And well, now he could after this movie. So you know what? I blame this movie for Hitler now. <laughs> This movie was not the cause of Hitler. In fact, Fritz Long turned down uh, the they they wanted to make him the head of their their film production uh, when the when the Nazis took over in 1933. They wanted to make him the the head of their basically the propaganda machine, and he fled to America shortly after that. That was not very Nazi of him. Well, he wasn't a Nazi. His wife was, but he wasn't. Did she stay or did she go? Yeah, they divorced and she stayed. There's a song about that somewhere. What? Did she stay or did she go now? Sorry. <sighs> I'm trying to find good tidbits of this story and it's really hard. So you said tidbits and that reminds me. Uh, I was shocked at the amount of boobs that were in this movie. Yeah, there were uh, a lot of boobs. Yeah, I'm surprised Rob hasn't mentioned that. There, there's a lot of oh, oh! Don't you worry. <laughs> I've got all kinds of inappropriate comments for later. Why later? Um, because you chastised me um, for saying inappropriate things on air, so I was going to wait till after <laughs> okay. to talk about them. Then we don't want to upset the one listener we have. You, you've alienated everybody else. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they've already <laughs> left. No, 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 no. We have we have new sponsors for so therefore we are doing something right. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway. Cool. Yeah, lots of boobs in this movie. Like I, yes. I I was looked at my wife, I'm like, 
can you see her nipples? And she's like, yeah. Yeah, oh, that, those were some gauzy little numbers they were wearing at yeah. the very beginning of the movie. Did did your wife sit through this too? No. Well, like for a minute. And she's like, yeah, I'm out. Yeah. She's like, why are you watching this? Like Jason smoking and yeah, like smoking and drinking up. in space. She's like, you, really? You two are so Jason film made illiterate. you watch this? She goes, Actually, Jason, look, she asked, she asked, yeah. Jason. I go, no, Rob picked the wrong fucking number. This is Rob's <laughs> fucking fault. Yeah. Rob's fault. Yeah, I, I was watching it and one of my kids came in, saw what it was, and he goes, what is this? This is boo boo. <laughs> I was like, I'm having to watch this for a podcast. Did really? he ask who you pissed off? Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. Did you say God? Jan. Obviously, yeah. the answer is God. If I have to watch this, God is very angry with me. I hate you both. But not as much as we hate this movie. Yeah. Like, we watch Obviously. it so you don't have to. Oh, my God. It's terrible. It is not terrible. So, Dude, so it is. So, it is worth a watch for any sci-fi fan just to understand where things Don't started. do it. Look, look, look. I'm telling you right now. If you've never seen this movie and you are a sci-fi fan, I want you to pause pause this podcast right now. Go waste two hours of your life life watching this godforsaken, awful abomination of a movie. And then I want you to come back and listen to the rest of this podcast. And then I want you to email Jason or get on Discord at eargluemedia.com forward slash Discord and tell Jason how fucking wrong he is and why this movie is so terrible. Yes, please do. Okay, now if you actually get any emails or what have you, <laughs> you are going to have to address them in a future podcast. You're gonna have to, you're gonna, yeah, you'll, you would need to apologize to the people. Now, I just want to know whether or not anybody takes the time to, to Please email don't. them. Please don't. Don't take the time to watch this movie. Well, no, no. Regardless of whether, you know, maybe maybe they watched the first five minutes and came to the, the same conclusion we did. Maybe. I maybe. I mean, there are boobs in this movie. Uh, you. It, it wasn't enough. Both. To, yeah, no. <laughs> to counteract the rest. <laughs> hey, so so you don't think that? Uh, well, okay. I was gonna say you, you you commented on religious iconography. Iconography. That's a big word. You might want to say something else. Imagery religious might be symbols. easier for you to say. Religious you might understand symbols. that. Religious symbols. Um. So so did everybody notice Symbiology. that the robot? Wait, the sorry. Symbiology. A, yeah. Uh, did anybody a, re- notice the robot thing. sitting in front of the satanic symbol? He just talked about that. Oh, that wasn't a Discord satanic signal. Sig- uh, symbol. Signal? See, the big satanic Germany. signal. Two big words. Quick, Commissioner Gordon, hit the satanic signal. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a satanic symbol in Germany. That was a, a symbol of the occult. It was a that, pagan that was, signal. That was or symbol. The pagan god. symbol. Oh my god. <laughs> Quick, Commissioner Gordon, hit the pagan signal. We need to call the glittery Batman. I need more he just, booze. He just talked about this, how they couldn't clean up all of the... I should have gotten all drunk the, before we did this. <laughs> they, they couldn't clean up all of the stuff this was supposed to be. Like He just talked about how it was supposed to be... He was supposed to be an occultist, not a yeah. mad scientist. Like, where were you during all of that, Rob? Uh, again, again, Rob doesn't listen to the show even when he's doing it. <laughs> when he's on it? Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. All right. So who's got awards? Um, 
Wait, wait, hold on. Oh, hold shit. On. What? <laughs> okay, so first off, we, we are, we're, we're supposedly in, we'll say, the future or the industrial age or something, right? What are you talking about? The, the, the industrial movie. age has already happened, Rob. That's right, in the okay. past, so, not the future. The your past. time travel I'm has fucked your brain. I'm sorry. I'm just saying we're, we're <laughs> yeah, supposed to be industrialized and all that kind of stuff, right? So how come those elevators move so fucking slow? There's a lot of people on them. Right. Even when they went down, though. Do you not understand physics and how much the... You know what? It doesn't matter. Here's, here, here's what I found interesting. I'm glad you brought this up, Rob, because it reminded me. Everyone had forgotten about the fucking stairs. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Until the very, like, the last minute, like, oh, my God, we're that flooding. Was, we're all going to oh, die. Oh and somebody went, wait, wait, wait. There's fucking stairs over here. <laughs> Everybody just go up the stairs. And isn't it shitty yeah. that Marie was all fucking, oh, I can't, I can't climb. Winded. I'm just, I'm just, oh, yeah. she passes out at the bottom of the stairs. He has to carry her ass up. And then she's fine once she gets up, gets up to the top of the stairs. Just but, like a woman. Uh, milking it for sympathy. I wouldn't fucking say that, but. <laughs> yeah. That's a Rob comment. Yeah, well, that's definitely yeah, a Rob yeah. comment. What what I find what I think's inter- interesting though is that since since the uh, mob decided to use the elevator, this was literally the slowest revolution to ever take place. Well, they because, forgot about the stairs. Well, regardless, but I mean, it's like it's like you know they get up there and they're like, oh well, let's wait for the rest of our group. You know, I mean, whatever. Slow elevator. They could have taken the stairs. You're right. The flooding didn't seem that bad. I mean, they were down no, there for it, a good it was gonna, like three yeah. hours, and it was, it was going to take a while knees. for that place to flood. <laughs> it was. It certainly was not a flood of biblical proportion. It was well, a. It was a minor flooding issue. And, yeah, and, you, and you know what was going through my head this whole time? Oh, so the elevator's broke, but you still have the shafts. What's, Just tread water as it or goes tread water up. in the shafts, I mean, right? I was thinking the same thing. Like, there are a lot hard. of people that would have been treading water in those small-ass shafts. Grab well, the cables. All right. Like, this isn't difficult. Uh, the only the only good thing that I can see that came from this movie is the comedy gold that we got from that. Like, oh, my God, it's flooding and it's going to take forever. What are we going to do? It kind of reminded me of that Austin Powers where he's on the uh, he's on the steamroller, <laughs> oh, right. yeah, 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 and the guy's going, ah, no, and it's like going to take ten minutes for that steamroller to get to him. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Um, I am I am very disappointed in uh, this movie's knowledge of pop culture because they didn't <laughs> do the duck test to verify whether or not she was a witch. That's true. And that had been around since the Middle Ages, so they really should have done the... Yeah. the they should really should have tested her to see if she was made of wood. Yeah. Is this a is this a, another Monty Python reference? It's yes. the same fucking Monty Python it's reference. Same reference. I that block we always all Monty Python. I just I vaguely remember you guys talking about ducks and Monty Python. You know what? I am gonna find a YouTube clip of that and make you watch it so you can be in on our I'm fairly confident you can't make me do anything. Multi episodic Episodic. episodic. Uh, shut up, okay? I'm going to use the bat signal in a minute. <laughs> well, that's all right. You can put it up next to the uh, the satanic signal and the uh, pagan signal. Yep. Uh, yeah. Commissioner Gordon can have it, the trifecta of, of evil he superheroes. He can call whatever he wants. The glittery, the glittery Batman, <laughs> Satan, and oh, whatever pagan god decides to show up. It was, I don't even know. Bail. Larry, so done. Before There's we hit to awards, one more thing I want to say is that apparently Fritz Long 
uh, was a dick to work for, not just on this movie, <laughs> but for movies from here on out. He was uh, he was literally, you know, punishing his actors while they were acting. He made them stand in cold water during that flood scene. He had uh, Groat, which was dragging, um, you know, Robo Maria by the hair up to the, the stake. He was literally dragging her by her hair. And he, ins- he insisted on using real fire up on that. But it was a oh. it was a robot. Who cares? Fuck you. Oh, my God. He was he he insisted on using real fire during that steak scene, and her dress caught fire. So he was a he was a dick. She jumped on that rope in the bell tower. They had mattresses down underneath in case she missed catching the rope. But yeah, she was uh, really beaten and bruised at the end of this movie. Well, well I- you know why. It wasn't. It wasn't Fritz's or whatever the fuck his name is. It wasn't his problem. It was Frank's issue. Wasn't Frank? It was Frank's granddad. Oh, Frank's granddad. Yeah, he was the stunt coordinator and yeah, the fight Bill. sequence coordinator. So, yeah, yeah I traveled to Germany, uh, you know, so that I could uh, help Fritz out with this movie. But uh, he was a real dick to work for. So <laughs> fuck him. Uh, he's left. <laughs> yeah, I liked Frank's grandfather's uh, training, fight training with. Uh, with freighter. Ah, yeah, you, you know, uh, he used to be right next door to a whole house. So he'd take those broads over there. He'd be like, hey, toots, I'm going to show you how to get drunk by the hair up by here. All right. <laughs> ah, fuck it. I got to go have a smoke and a sandwich. I'll be back. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Now, freighter took on a mob with just his right hand. Yeah, fuck Yo, the left hand. Too, Why would you too, use the right? The right hand is the most powerful hand. I guess well, he was too busy clutching his his chest because he was in shock. It's, it's, it's fucking science. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta clutch your chest with it. It's just fuck, man. Why would you use the left hand? You fucking single handedly do shit, right, dude? Fucker spent more time with his hands gripped at his chest than anybody I've ever seen. Ah, it's, you know, uh, no, that's not true. Maria constantly grabbed her left boot. Sausages. She was just fondling herself. Have you never had a German sausage? It's the fucking sausages. The fatty. Have you had a German sausage, Frank? Was that a euphemism? What? Nah. <laughs> uh, I'm, in, I'm into the ladies there, toots. All right. Who's got awards? Uh, I found some. Did you really? Yeah. Okay. I don't I hear. My award was, uh, go. they all go to me for getting through this fucking film. Sweet. All of them. Black lung. Oh. Rob, who's got your black lung? <laughs> Evil Maria. She got burned at the stake. Okay. It's like literal. Sorry. Right. Okay. So Man. my black lung actually goes to Brigitte Helm, who played both Maria and Robo Maria, because, yeah, her fucking dress caught fire as she was filming that scene. <laughs> so she's getting my black lung award. Does that even count because you had to look up random trivia? Why doesn't it count, look. Rob? Why are you such a dick? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> because you made know. us watch this movie. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, Headlush, what do you got? What do you got, Jason? Uh, the Workers. So my Headlush go, award goes to the workers, uh, especially whenever they were at that first, you know, we hate the boss meeting with Maria because, uh, or I'm sorry, the second we hate the boss meeting with Robo Maria because not only did... 
freighter, you know, point out that that wasn't really Maria, but they they bought the or they drank the Kool Aid anyway and attacked him for it. So there, but there, nobody, nobody was drunk. They drank the Kool Aid. Shut up! Holy crap! Even the fucking awards are terrible for this terrible movie. So mine, mine yeah. is going to go to all the the nice gentlemen um, because they <laughs> had to be they had to be shit faced drunk to find the most disturbing erotic dancing ever. <laughs> erotic. That was weird. That she was did, that. Yeah, that, that was, dancing that was gets my purple hippo crazy. Yeah, no, because that dude, that whole fucking scene is going to give me nightmares. <laughs> like where like all the guys are like, oh my god, it was weird. Yeah, they if that's had some what 1927 wood. Germany thought was erotic. <laughs> they have got some issues. Well, no wonder they fucking let Hitler do whatever he wanted to. Like these are the, fuck. That's just weird. Yeah, and they had some Everything lecherous fucking scene. looks on their faces. Oh, weird. Weird. Any players? Oh, did y'all see the um, during speaking of that scene? Did y'all see like the the background racism? No. How did I miss that? Oh, you know how I missed that? Because that scene was freaking me the fuck out. Yeah, so that bowl that she comes out of, you didn't notice that the legs of that bowl were, were actual, you know, black people? And then later, sh- the second time the, that she comes out of a bowl, it was all Chinese people or Asian people? What the fuck is that even supposed to symbolize? I don't know. What the fuck? I don't know. Fucking Germans, man. <laughs> fucking, they love David fucking Hasselhoff and apparently racism. Germans love David Hasselhoff. All right, James, who's got your player? Me, because I got through the fucking movie. Fuck you. Uh, who's got yours, Rod? <laughs> so I went with uh, the unknown kid at the very beginning of the movie when Maria shows up at the uh, whatever that place was um, doing the tour. Uh, while they were standing there, there was an unknown kid stroking Maria on the breast the entire freaking time. <laughs> I missed that. <laughs> it, it and it and it happened later on when Maria uh, came to get the kids back later. Another kid was sitting there and was just petting her chest, dude. That dude copped a feel for a long time. <laughs> well, now she thing. may have asked him to do that because during that scene she had to have her arms spread out so she wasn't able to fondle herself oh right and yeah, maybe yeah, yeah, she requires right. constant fondling i i don't know i uh i will so, i will admit i did rewind this movie <laughs> for that scene because i couldn't believe what i was seeing did you well, was, how many tissues did you then? use no, no tissues. Uh, went straight in, straight into my pants. Oh God! Yeah, see, um, yeah, that's number one. That's gross. Number, ooh, number two. I should have taken it there. Sorry. Yeah, number two. Yeah. Uh, I almost did that, and then I remembered like everyone in this movie's dead, and then I got sad. And yeah. uh, touching myself in an impure manner didn't but seem no, like no, the right no. thing to I, do. You got it. You can't give it to Maria. You got to give it to the kid because the why? Kid she's was the one who requires. But she's the one who requires the fondling. You don't know that. But I'm assuming. Why else Maybe. would you let a child? continually fondle you. It's 1927 Germany. They didn't have David Hasselhoff yet. It doesn't matter. Maybe you don't know. That could have been David Hasselhoff's grandpa or something. 
Devil Hasselhoff. Devil Hasselhoff. David Hasselhoff. Oh my God, Hasselhoff. Um, <laughs> fuck you. Anyway, that could have been that could have been Granddaddy Hasselhoff. You know, you don't know. Yeah, him and Granddaddy Frank. They were hanging out by the whorehouse over there having some sausages. And look, this is what you gotta do. You gotta fondle her good. You gotta touch her breast like this, kid. Look, you start I, at the I'm shoulder. Show you this. You work all the way down to the belly. Jesus Christ. Shoulder to belly. Shoulder to belly. You don't go belly to shoulder because then that just makes it bounce. You got to go shoulder to belly. Stroke it down. Stroke it down. You've you've thought about this a lot. Just now. Just now. No, I don't think it's just now. Mm. All right. Purple hippo. (laughs) (laughs) That was an abrupt change of subject once we started. Oh, wait. No. Who's your player? Peeling back that onion. Right. Uh, so my player goes to Maria because she had Frieder from uh, Go. Uh, the instant that that he saw her, um, he was he was smitten, and the whole point of him Whoa. going down into the bowels of the city and starting this shit fuffle was because of her. Well, shit it's because the topless <laughs> is that German? pirate lady. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's because the topless Shiza pirate fuffle. lady wasn't. Uh, the fuffle. Yeah, wasn't giving it up. Yeah, she was playing too hard to get. Yes. Pirate hat. All right, James, who's got your purple hippo? Probably just, you know what? The fucking director. Because this whole fucking movie's fucked. There's not one fucking redeeming quality about this goddamn movie. Not one. Fuck. How did this fucking get made? Why are people still fucking watching this? I don't fucking know. And if I ever find the asshole that found the full movie in fucking Argentina, he and I are going to have fucking words. Because what he should have done is taken that immediately to a fucking dumpster and lit that shit on fire with Fallout 76 and anything else that he could fucking throw in there. (laughs) Fucking, this fucking trash. So. And Jason, who's your purple? Tell me this. (laughs) Would you rather watch this movie again or play Sea of Thieves? I have a gun. I'll just fucking <laughs> shoot myself. <laughs> Fuck. Rob, who's got your purple hippo? No, no. I don't know who's yours. got your purple hippo. No, no, no. I'm the host of this Fine. fucking show. Tell me who's got your All purple right. hippo. <laughs> My purple hippo goes to Jason for thinking this shit was sci-fi <laughs> and awesome. <laughs> Fuck you. My purple hippo goes to Frieder. Or freighter. Uh, his hallucination of Moloch eating the workers when the machine overloaded was basically the whole inspiration for you know him rebelling against his father. Well, that's actually what I was thinking. But after we did this show, I you were smoking. <laughs> you were hallucinating. Uh, did anybody else keep hearing in their head during that whole scene? Kalima, Kalima, Kalima. Yeah. Anybody? Yeah. Is it just me? Okay. No, that's good. All right. <laughs> oh god. This movie's fucking terrible. It's right. fucking trash. So we got one more movie to review before we get to Man in the High Castle. Uh what I'm gonna do well, is we get Rob, to talk about you're going to uh you're gonna or I'm sorry, who picked the number for this? Fucking this Rob, Rob picked the picked fucking picked number so for this. James, you're gonna pick the number for the next one. Hold on, hold on. I'm bringing in a pinch I'm bringing in a pinch picker. A pinch picker? That's the right term? Yeah, hold on. Frank! Put the fucking sandwich down and get over here and fucking do this. 
Ah, fuck. Uh, you know, I'm going to go with uh, 69, because uh, why the fuck <laughs> not? All right, Rob, tell me Thanks, when to Frank. stop shuffling. Oh, this is interesting. Ooh, this is what they call a twist in the bill. It is. So, so, okay, stop. So the if hookers it's a bad movie, it's my fault different. still. Yeah, it's if still going to be bad, your fault, Rob. It's still my fault because yeah. I told you to stop. That's I, right. That's how this works. Great. Shit. All right, 69. Wait, wait. Now, now, are you looking at row? I 69? fixed that. It is row sixty-nine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is. Well, this is definitely going to be a wait. lighter movie. From wait a minute, wait a minute. Saw. Do you, the last time you said, "Oh, this is a good one," we got the <laughs> shit show that's known as Metropolis. Right. <laughs> we got this episode. Rob, I invite what, what you get? to shut the fuck up. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Only if you. Only if I picked a better movie. Well, it's it's both your faults at this point if uh, oh. if you don't like this movie. So, is it Biodome? It is not Biodome. Biodome is not on the list because it is not sci-fi. How is that not sci-fi? And this shit is. How is Biodome sci-fi? I don't know. You They're said Metropolis. Biodome. Is... That's science fiction. Biodome. Jesus Christ! I'm looking it up. Biodome. <laughs> What do we got, Jason? So, Comedy for next week, sci-fi. we are going to discuss the movie where number five of a group of experimental robots in a lab is electrocuted, yeah. suddenly becomes intelligent, and escapes. It is 1986's Short Circuit. Johnny are we doing both alive. of them? Are we doing both of them? Short Circuit and Short Circuit 2? No, just Short Circuit. No. Just why oh, would we do the second on. one? Come Even on. Even as a kid, I knew that was terrible. <sighs> but the first one. It's fucking phenomenal, and I can't wait to revisit it and have it ruin my entire goddamn childhood. I already I'm have that movie. Sure, that movie's terrible. I got that movie on my Plex already, buddy. Good can't to wait. know. I I got VHSs of those bad boys. Nice. All right, that's going to do it for this week. Our intro and outro music is "Welcome Home" by Cambo. Podcrawl music is "Snack Mix" by Machette. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. You can leave us feedback on our Discord channel at eargluemedia.com forward slash Discord, on Twitter at status underscore podcast, or email us at space at outlook.com. Be sure to check out all of the other excellent podcasts at eargluemedia.com. And this goes without saying, but this show was a shit show. Sorry about that. And the poorly thought outs and sometimes questionable opinions expressed by the show are ours and might not be shared by Eargluemedia Media or anyone else for that matter. Especially the fact oh, no, that these two yahoos don't like say. this fucking movie. I'm Jason. Um, yeah, that sucked. Uh, hey, James, uh, what the fuck is a metropolis? <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. Uh,